guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Art Studios ESL Podcast. And today we're doing workplace scenarios, guys. It's all about passing the buck. Now, if you guys aren't following me on my Facebook page, I did an interview, okay, with um, Ebru, as a matter of fact, in regards to culture clashes in the workplace. Now, I'm also, I'm not exactly sure if we're going to do a follow-up. We should but it's gonna be about problem solving and how to problem solve. So I'm gonna be giving you a lot of actionable steps in terms of, you know, obviously, whether it's at work, whether you're doing business or whatever else it is. But today is the pre, well, no, I wouldn't say it's the pre, it's kind of like the post. But a lot of these podcasts are really gonna start benefiting you in different ways of your life too. So when we think about passing the buck, first and foremost, that's a, that, that's slang, obviously. And it's to make someone else deal with something that you should take responsibility for. We could go on and on about all the instances out there in regards to either it's workplace, whether it's school, whether it's at home, whether it's a sibling, whether you're 10 years old and you're trying to pass the buck with your brother to do the dishes, right? And it does not matter. We pass the buck on a number of occasions. So what we have to do is figure out about communication breakdowns, whether it's in the workplace or at home. So there's four of them, right? Communication barriers, work versus personal communication. Now, communication barriers, that's huge with the culture clash in regards to the podcast that I had uploaded. Again, by the time you guys hear this one, uh, I think the one with uh, Ebru that I did, it should be debuting probably very shortly after. But anyways, work versus personal communications. I have a lot of stories for that. Obviously, communication rules and personal attitudes. Now, obviously, I can only speak from my perspective. But first, I wanna hurry up and ask you, which of these issues do you go through on a routine basis, whether it's weekly, monthly, yearly, or what you have been through in the past, and which one do you think is the most significant cause of communication breakdowns in the workplace? All right, and again, how did you deal with them? And what other types of different communication breakdowns and problems are there at work? So when we look at communication barriers, let me break this one down. See, lots of different things can cause communication barriers in the office, okay? Whether it's uh, different, background, experience, language, and culture, okay? It can make it all harder to communicate with colleagues. The key is to find something you have in common. Then you can use that to relate to your colleagues and understand what they are talking about. See, that's why I was talking about, you know, personality and whatnot uh, recently in regards to me being the, e I, I believe it's the ENFJ. Uh, I'm a protagonist, right? And I'm, I only make up 2% of the population. So I'm the Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey. And if you guys know the movie, The Matrix, I am the uh, Morpheus and the Oracle, right? So I have charisma. This is why so many people love listening to my podcasts and follow me and watch my videos. It's because I have the ultimate leadership quality right then and there. So the thing is that can't communicate well with different people from different cultures, right? So if I look at, you know, whether it's language, culture, you know, uh, different things. I remember, um, you know, there was a girl at the front desk and I was having a really good conversation with one of my students and he came to the front and he talked about, um, what is it? He talked about, you know, what we had talked about and it, I forgot what it was, but what ended up happening, she came to the front. She was like, hey, can you stay on topic and don't speak? about anything else outside a topic from the class. 
And I said, excuse me? And she was very blunt about it. And so I went to the head teacher and I said, hey, listen, I was approached by Fong. And she told me not even to have a conversation outside the book about someone else's life. Now, if you, if you guys are going to take away all humanity in my teaching, I will leave this bitch. <laughs> okay, well, again, it was 2015. I was still a baby at the time. So I wouldn't have left even if my life depended on it. But it was the simple fact that it wasn't that she was trying to convey that across. She did come across and, you know, and apologize. I believe that there was another there was another architect, right? And if you guys know the architect, they do everything by the book, right? You could tell them what you're going to do, but they need to see a plan. It's kind of like Japanese culture, right? And we're going to be discussing that in season eight in regards to, hey, listen, we do not want to hear about the sales. We would like to see it on paper instead. That's Japanese culture. As opposed to American culture, you could just sit down in, um, you know, in a beautiful part of Manhattan in Gary V's office, Vayner Productions, and tell him, yeah, my company did $2 million in sales last year. But Gary V is just going to take your word for it rather than saying, uh, really? Uh, do you have proof? Do you guys get what I'm saying? So these types of communication barriers, they were very detrimental, especially with uh, Fong. There was another girl that had worked with her at the time by the name of P. Nuke we had a big problem. We stopped talking to each other in a lot of different ways. Uh, and then finally we sat down and we conveyed to one another and guess what? A friendship was born. And to this day, I still speak to her. And to this day, we still have big banking projects around Bangkok. So sometimes when you do have that communication breakdown and a friendship is born, it could be long-term such as that. So Again, relating to your colleagues about specific things, I would realize that things that I would talk about in 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, even 11 was just sports related. And there was no way that I could speak to women in general, whether it was in Australia or anywhere else, because all I could do is just talk about sports, sports, sports. And so if that's the only thing I have in common, I'm going down a very, very dark road. Whereas that was the only thing that kept my brother and I relation, my brother and I's relationship together for such a long time. If it wasn't for sports, I would have stopped talking to my brother before the new millennia. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? So again, you got to find common grounds, whether it's like topics that you guys can all agree on or topics that you are used to speaking about. Now, when you talk about growth mindset and of course COVID right now, that's huge, but don't talk about it in a negative way. You talk about it in a way that has shaped you from last year until now that's something very relatable and if people don't want to talk about it obviously maybe they have lost a loved one okay and maybe it's a very sensitive topic but the growth from then until now that's common ground right now with any colleague in the world i can assure you that so going into number two work versus personal communications i'm going to read this out for you it's nice to have friends at work but it can be dangerous to make your personal life part of your communication at work. You should avoid personal emails as much as possible. These can lead to office gossip and decrease morale. Try to stay professional at all times. Now, do I agree with that 100%? I would have to say probably about seven. But what I love so much about my Instagram, both my ESL podcast and my The Arsenio Buck Show, that's all based on what I do for a living my passion, my videos, my courses, my motivation, my high performance training. 
So I have a very positive online persona. And that's the image that I'm going to put out to the world. Now, my personal life, basically where I am right now, and, you know, having, you know, uh, one of my friends downstairs and everything, I kind of keep that, I keep that out. They say, oh, do you have a girlfriend? I'm like, no, I don't have a girlfriend. Even if I did have a girlfriend, it's none of your business, you know, because I need, I don't feel like I need to show that side of my life. I will talk about it. And you guys have probably heard me talk about it on so many different occasions, especially with my family, my brother, racial discrimination here in Thailand. Absolutely. I'm an open book. But when it comes to my employers and the people I work with, they don't know about that. They know about what I put on IG and that's it. So. Let me give you an example of this and how dangerous things could be. Now, going back to Fung and going back to that place of work, it was a tutorial center. And this tutorial center was in a very, let's just say behemoth, meaning a very ugly part of Bangkok, which is towards the north. It's called Patuntani. These people have a very secular mindset, meaning they only see life and reality as black and white. Remember, this is back in 2015 before Netflix had emerged, before Black Panther had emerged, before they realized, oh my God, Black people are actually really nice. I'm telling you, these people lived in a very ugly box, Pandora's box, let's put it that way. But there was a guy I work with, okay? Now, he told me some things about his personal life and how he worked with some people who had, oh my God, I'm not even going to get into any of that. But from the Netherlands... Big shout out to my folks in Holland. I love you guys like I do so, you know, I do my next breath, but I'm just trying to paint the picture so you guys can feel everything. I remember I went to a company with this guy and this guy would just complain his ass off. Over 50 years old and him being Caucasian at the time, I'm like, you have no reason to be complaining. You are already king at this company. First day of work, women were just like, <laughs> they looked at me like a piece of shit. We were both trainers. Now, I told the lady who, I, who obviously employed me, I told her, I said, listen, do not allow that snake to come into this company because I feel like he's going to turn everything into cancer. Sure enough, he ended up coming inside the company and he just spread his cancer. So I started ignoring him. I started ignoring a lot of people at that time. And I believe this is right around, uh, this was in 2016 now, right? This is when I dove into personal development. Remember, the English language podcast, this one, Arsenio's ESL podcast, was not born until March 27th of 2018. My personal development podcast, which I see my wonderful Germans and my wonderful Dutch. You guys have gone over there and you guys love what I'm putting on over there. So thank you very much to you guys. But that was my personal passion project. I talked about all things work-related, but I lived, what I did, I read books and I implemented my storytelling from my personal life into those books. But because I started ignoring people at my job, because I called them part of the whiny bitch party, these guys and these old men would sit in a circle and complain about all things Thailand. Yet they have Thai wives, and yet they have hundreds of students who love them based on the color of their skin. Not by the character, most certainly not. And so I'm telling you from a personal experience. So once I started ignoring them, that Dutch guy who I had trained at the company with just a year prior, he Googled my name. He realized I had a podcast. One day I saw that my podcast place had gone up 60 in just one day. Guys, we're talking in 2016. I thought I had, oh my God, this is the beginning of a da 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 da, -da. Nope. I remember it was a Saturday, right before class at 12.55, I believe. 
the head teacher had walked in. He's like, hey, uh, you know, some teachers uh, said that, you know, you're speaking bad about them on a podcast. I said, excuse me, how do they even know I have a podcast? Well, that's not the point. I said, the point is that you literally have teachers that Google my name. And apparently I'm speaking about them on a podcast, yet I have not said the name of this company. And I do not know any of the, te- and I have not said anything about the teachers. See, that's someone who went from per- from work straight into personal. Now, if anyone, anyone right now at work listens to my podcast, it's no big deal. They most certainly will not. But if they do, it's an ESL. I don't talk about my job. There's nothing at my job worth even talking about. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about so much my past. I'm talking about the future and building that future now. It's completely different from what I had talked about back five years ago. I got a warning. I should have quit. I should have quit. But luckily, that teacher ended up disappearing and all the relationships with the other teachers finally laid to rest. And I was happy because I didn't have to waste my time with condescending, arrogant, and, and degrading human beings anymore. So keep work at work is what I'm trying to say. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it like this. There are more, there are dozens of teachers that work at the tutorial center in which I actually speak at. There's only one that's on my Facebook, one. He's a South African warrior. <laughs> I love him like I do my next breath. I love him, I love him, I love him. He sees what I put on there, but me and him, we're big. He, and to be honest with you, he's, you know, he's fair skinned, but he, we, we like, he's South African. Now me, I'm American, but it just feels like we click on so many cylinders. So of course he's not going to go and start talking about all this ridiculous nonsense with other teachers. He doesn't speak to any other teacher. The only other teacher I speak to is randomly Tony. I believe he's from Ireland. We just, you know, talk about some random stuff. He's a cool, cool cat, cool cat. Okay, young guy, kind of young. Okay, somewhere late 30s, early 40s. The other guy, Luke, he used to be an actor. Okay, love him like I do my next But Me and Luke can literally sit there and talk for hundreds of hours. That is one of the greatest Aussies that I've ever met. Uh, Sorry, he's the greatest Aussie I've ever met in my life. The greatest guy in the world. So, but at other locations, I know that there are others. And if they ever approach me and say, what else do you do outside of here? Oh, I do nothing. I'm just hoping for work. I don't want them to know who I am. They have no reason to figure, no, you're, gonna, you're going to know me as AJ. My nickname is AJ. I'm not going to tell you my first name. We are not friends. You, no offense, but your consciousness level is extremely low. I dealt with people like you six years ago, and I do not want to have relationships with people like you. Therefore, I'm not going to tell you anything. There it is. Now, for the Thai women who work at the front desk, I've got no problem with them. They're all cool. And to be honest with you, they realize how great I am at teaching a lot of different things. And that's probably why they're like, hey, give, give, give him the work. Give him the work because he's really good at this and that. I saw all his videos. Yeah, you want to give me work now after you realize who I am? Hell no. How about that? Anyways, do you get what I'm saying? Work versus personal. Be careful. Depends on the culture. If they say, hey, you want to grab a drink, you just got to know what you would like to share with them, what you don't want to share with them. I love sharing everything about my life in regards to what had happened with my mother and my father, the abandonment that I had between my mother and my father and being the unbelievable individual I am today. That shows a level of vulnerability, but a growth spur from where I used to be and where I am today. But there are other personal things that I share or that I have going that I'm not going to share with them. The girls at the front desk, 
they have no, they, they don't need to know about my love night, love life. They don't need to know about this or that. No, absolutely not. So there it is, people. You got to know what the fine line is. Emails are emails. If they, if, if you have a colleague, okay, let's say you have a colleague from another country and he always gives you vague answers. Hey, how you doing today? How was your weekend? Oh, it was good. Thanks. It was good. Thanks. And they don't say, say anything and they don't ask you a question. That's the person that you leave work for work. That is it. You guys want to talk football, talk this, talk that. Fantastic. But just know where your line is. Okay, and especially know what you put on social media. There are a lot of egregious ass companies out there that say, oh, you know, maybe you shouldn't write that on social media. Maybe you, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you shouldn't do this. Be careful with what you put on social media. Now me, everything in regards to social media, the only thing on Facebook I would try to comment on from time to time is probably the vaccinations and the COVID cases here in Thailand. That is it. But guess what? I don't have any Thai friends on my Facebook page. All right, so everything else, it's a positive online persona. Understand that, people. So number three, communication rules. Relying on verbal communication can make it very hard to keep track of what is being discussed or agreed on with colleagues and clients, right? So a very good common policy for this is obviously following up with uh, phone calls, meetings, giving them an email, uh, something that's a written record of what was discussed. Right, so let's say you have a meeting and it was a meeting in regards to what something that was said, like let's say, um, like uh, you know, when, when, the, when the head teacher at the time gave me a warning, he could have actually written up something and said, listen, you know, based on what we discussed, I felt this, I felt that, I understand your point. Okay, you didn't say anything about this or that. Actually, to be honest with you, a warning isn't even needed. And the racist woman out in Bangkok at the time, obviously, I live in Bangkok now, but she was like, Arsenio doesn't even have to apologize. Arsenio doesn't have to do that. Arsenio, he, he's, all, he's good. He's good with everything. But the head teachers, they had their feelings hurt. They got all up in their feelings. But he never gave me a written record. Because if I had that written record, I could have used that against them if they tried terminating me at any given point. You see what I mean? Got to make sure there's a follow-up phone call or a written record in regards to things that were discussed. And the last one, personal attitudes, people. I'm telling you, have I not already told you this story? See, it's important to not let a negative attitude interfere with how you communicate with people, okay? Even if you dislike someone you're working with, just try to maintain that positive attitude and communication with them, right? We're gonna get into a lot of great problem-solving techniques for the workplace that I think you're gonna find so unbelievably so it's going to be phenomenal. Let's just put it that way. And, but the thing is, I have worked with people that I would walk by, okay, in the hallways. I didn't like them whatsoever. That Dutch teacher, after he complained and shared all his cancer with the entire teacher's thing, I didn't speak to him any, I did not want to speak to him anymore or the other teachers. Now, maintaining that positivity, sure, I could have. Man, there were people that I worked with, with under the same building, like on a Saturday and Sunday, who I hadn't spoken to in like a year to two years. I know, not a really good environment to live in. Can't believe I even stuck around for that long, but I did. Now, 
maintaining that positivity. You know, the, the last time I ever had a problem was probably, a, you know, a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken, beginning of 2019. But um, there was this teacher and she got all in her feelings, personal attitudes, and she had her preconceived notions that I wasn't that good for specific subjects or you don't do this, you don't do that. And she decided to just give all the work to another teacher until I was actually absolutely bare. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna go do my own thing. That's, I'm cool with it, right? And it's because that she got all in her feelings or maybe there was like a couple of complaints about something, who knows? But she just thought I could not teach specific things, right? Another thing is a teacher, okay? The head teacher, now remember, Fang, same teacher that gave me a warning, there was a head teacher, a new head teacher in 2017. He had a personal attitude towards me. Now, I told him, and I said everything else, I am not the one who moved to a country to marry a woman. If that's, your, if that's how you wanna live life, hey, bruh, do what you do, okay? But you can't just sit here, beat your chest, and act like you're perfect when you're actually running from your past. It's the only reason why you're here, buddy. Now. I don't know what I used to say in those podcasts back then. Everything's recorded on YouTube. All right, I ain't taking those videos down. I love going back and listening to them, right? And so he became the head teacher and he immediately had that preconceived notion to make my life a living hell, to give me work that he knew that I, it would be impossible, me, impossible for me to take, to, to give me the most difficult classes. And what's a difficult class? Basically, when you have to teach one, two, three, four, okay? to people over the age of 13 who don't want to, like who literally do not want to learn English. They're there because they're forced, to, they're forced there. That's all there is to it. Like a 1 p.m. class for two hours and 40 minutes. Can you believe like how difficult it is to go through and get through some of those classes? Like, and I'm like, dude, why are you taking all the upper echelon classes? He's like, oh, but you don't follow the book. Oh, I don't think you could teach IELTS. Oh, I don't think you could do. See, he had a personal attitude towards me from the year before. He could not get out his feelings. He knew that I was way better than him, but he just said, nope, I don't think you can do that. So I'm not going to give it to you. I said, I already did it. No, no, but I already did it. Look, no, no. He's, that, that's personal attitude from facts. And so, I mean, let's just say it was the greatest blessing in disguise because I had no business being in that broken society anymore. I left here to Bangkok, the end of 2017. End of 2018, I finally got rid of that visa just after uh, the Songkran holidays. Uh, I think it was April 13, 14, 15. I came back to Bangkok and I said, wow, I'm no longer attached to that place. That is completely undeserving of me. See, when people hold things against you and they lack empathy and there's no clarity there are no it's not fact-based whatsoever this is when problem solving comes into the game so i laid the groundwork in terms of passing that buck okay talking about the four different types of you know communication in the workplace right but I know a lot of you are like, you, I probably left you a little bit. And again, we still got to do some listeners, videos, all that good stuff. And you guys are going to hear that too. Um, but I probably left you guys in a state of, oh man, yeah, absolutely. I'm having these same problems. I got the same stories. But you need a follow-up. You need something that's going to take you to that next level. And that's what we're going to be discussing. 
So I want you guys to stay tuned for that. And as always, man, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Think about those different types of communication. Write them down and get ready for the problem-solving podcast that should be debuting very soon. I'm your host as always, over and out.